Looking forward to next Tuesday, a doubleheader on USF Bulls Unlimited, the start of college basketball. If you didn't know, it's got to be my favorite sport. Soccer is right there as well, but college basketball has always been number one. I suspect having parents who are from Kentucky and both went to UK might have had something to do with that growing up. A little bit, Goose Gibbons and them. But yeah, can't wait for it, and we'll have two games for you. The men play Bethune-Cookman at 4 at the Yingling Center, followed by the women against UTRGV. And as part of, of course, his media address, I was going to get some information about UTRGV from Jose Fernandez. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, UTRGV? The Vaqueros? Yes. Uh, well, they're in Rio Grande Valley. They're in Texas. You know, they're a lot different than they played last year. They were more of a dribble drive team. We're going to have to do a good job keeping them in front of us. We're not going to see much tape because... Were their first game, and you know you're not gonna, you know they're they're gonna be a. I mean we're not we don't know what they're gonna run, so you got to be really good. I I think once the season gets going, one thing we're really good at is game preparation and taking things out of folks. But that's why these thirty practices in forty days are so good that you got to be able to defend against anything: flares, pin downs, cross screens, diagonal screens, dribble dribble drive, right. You got to be solid in defen- defensively, defending without fouls. Your help rotation's got to be great. You know, I think these first two, three games, the one thing that we have to be great at is is game time adjust is game adjustments. Incidentally, coach spoke right after Jeff Scott. The reason we have clean audio is, well, I wasn't messing around. <laughs> I took my audio recorder and pulled it out of the bag and put it right in front of him on the podium. Said so we have all of what he had to say. I really couldn't do that during the Jeff Scott press conference because it would have been weird and a distraction. Now I mentioned the opener. The Bulls will turn around and then play. Alabama State before things get pretty interesting as they will be headed to Tennessee to play Knoxville. That'll be two weeks from Monday, so it's going to start to get serious. And then in a couple days after that, they'll be headed to the Bahamas. November the 20th, which is a Saturday, they'll open up against Syracuse. Then they'll get either UConn or Minnesota. And then the other half of the bracket has teams one and two in the country in it. Oregon and South Carolina, along with other possible opponents, Oklahoma and Buffalo. Incidentally, the Friday game after that, the 26th, the day after Thanksgiving, if you missed this, and I tweeted this out, so if you follow me on Twitter, at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K, you saw, but their game time against Stanford is set for noon. So the day after Thanksgiving, the Bulls are playing the defending national champions at noon. So the good part about that is it will not conflict with the Warren I-4 as far as football goes. That'll be either a 3.30 or 7 o'clock kickoff. Now, as far as the actual team and the lineup, you kind of ran it down where everybody stands right now. Here you go. Right now, Lisa Benzon's our starting point guard. Errol Wilson uh, is, is a backup. Two starting wings is Harvey and Saniki. Uh, you know, Alvarez has gone through some injuries, so she hasn't had the opportunity to catch up and catch up to those two. I think Sarah Guerrero right now has stepped into being that fourth wing, but she's in front of Alvarez because Alvarez hasn't practiced. Uh, you got Manunga. Manunga to, at the four, Leverett, Leverett uh, at the five, Dulce at the five, and right now Patience Williams backing up Manunga. You know, Bermejo's been out for about three weeks. Uh, she could be a kid that that's in that role backing up Manunga or being that fourth wing. From a depth chart standpoint, you know, we're pretty deep. We got a lot of choices. We got a lot of different ways we can play. But that's where we're at right now. You know, that's going to be the toughest job. You got four really, really good wings, but there's only 80 minutes there. 
Saniki and Harvey are going to play a lot. You know, how much the other two wings are going to play, we'll see. Um, can we take – we need to take Pinzon from playing 38 to 40 minutes away, getting there down to 30-31. Hopefully Ariel Wilson can be that guy all year long that's just steady and, and can give her that. You know, right now with, with Manunga and Williams and Dulce and Shea, we got four very talented guys that can defend in there, that can score interiorly and also defend – um, you know, Betancourt has not had a good uh, preseason in practice because she's been hurt. You know, there's a lot of things in our roster that some of these guys haven't been able to control. The last time he spoke to us, he said it would be eight or nine players, and you're wondering who's going to get left out of the rotation. Well, you just heard a couple of injuries, and the with junior college transfer, Otis Betancourt, being a little slow to adapt, but I'm sure she'll get on the court at some point. But right now it looks like, as you heard, your point guards are Pinzon and Ariel Wilson, who was the starting point guard the last two years for Memphis. Dulce Fankamengiadu, a preseason all-conference player, I'm going to guess starts at center, which would mean Shea Leverett comes off the bench. That's not a bad post player coming off the bench. So I'm guessing Pinzon, Harvey, Chenecki, Manunga, and Fankamengiadu. And you heard him mention Sarah Guerrero maybe comes off that off-guard spot slash three spot before anyone else. And we'll get to her in just a second, as I had a chance to talk to her along with basically the entire team recently at their photo shoot days and some before that during their summer workouts. But one more from the coach, and you knew he was going to get asked about it. As we told you on yesterday's show, the NCAA basically put women's basketball on probation for some impermissible practices at practices. Here's what Jose had to say. I don't think it's going to affect us much. This has been something that's been going on for a long time. If you read the report, this was stuff that happened three, four year, three, four seasons ago, right? We self-imposed last year. We knew this was coming, where we didn't have any support staff at, uh, available to coach or be a part of practice. They were at practice, but they couldn't do anything. So the next thing, this summer, I, uh, I had to attend a regional NCAA uh, uh, compliance course. We did that. And then we also have already done eight hours for support staff. Uh, in regards to uh, not being at practice. So I got to miss 15 hours of practice after the first game. It doesn't mean I, I'm going to miss one hour of practice. It could be 10 minutes at this practice, 10 minutes tomorrow, 10 minutes the day after. So strategically, I think I can manage the 15-hour penalty. Uh, when Friday came out, uh, anytime the NCAA comes in and that type of, of, of thing comes, comes down, uh, definitely, it's not it's not good for the for for the athletic department, for our football program, for our women's basketball program. Uh, you know, we we've taken the appropriate measures in front of, as far as getting our catalog hours with the with the free throws, with the extra conditioning, that kind of stuff fixed. So. It's something we made some mistakes. I take full ownership for them, and we move on. And if you want to read the report, it's up on GoUSFBulls.com. Again, he's mentioned her a couple times, Sarah Guerrero, who, as a freshman from Portugal, scored six points in the opener last year, didn't score many points after that, averaged around five and a half minutes per game, but it sounds like she'll get more than that this season. Sarah Guerrero of uh, USF Women's Basketball in your second season. And, Sarah, let's talk about last year first. I could see the talent. I really couldn't. It's not like, oh, she's going to be okay in the future. Like, you 
could see that you had some serious talent on the court. When, though, did it start to become comfortable for you? Because, uh, you know, that first year is always tough. So I would say after I got injured, when I came back uh, to the court and I started, like, working out again with the team and I got my confidence back. And then during the summer with the assistant coaches, I was here working out. And, yeah, probably that time. And right here, like in this preseason, I feel pretty comfortable and confident because now I know what it is, the program. That's a big thing, right? And what a big difference between last year when you guys could not really do much until the season was almost here. First of all, just on its own. Secondly, new team for you as your first year. How much of a difference has the preparation time been for you? So last season we had a, a, a bigger preseason. Uh, because of COVID and our games got delayed and it was not that easy because we had to to stay focused like we're just practicing and practicing and our games are like late <laughs> so yeah the big difference I would say because now the preseason is not that that big so we are all excited because we have really good games ahead of us yeah we we can actually have people on, on the arena to watch us play so yeah, that's a really good motivation, too. I heard Jose say uh, with the national media that you guys are ready to play. <laughs> so you, it makes it sound like what you just said, that's about right. I know you can always use the practice time, but how much is the team looking good right now? Uh, I think we're looking pretty good because we are all practicing together. And like, so this year I'm a returning, a returner, so it makes the things easy. And I already know what it is, so like I can help the newbies. Of course, focusing myself, but I can help the newbies, and it's it's nice to see like the freshmen that are here now, and I was like that the year before, so right. I can see like that I that I grow and I grow up. Well, it sounds like according to the up, yeah. according to the coach, you are growing up quite a bit. He said something to the effect of uh, you're going to get on the court. So, uh, what have you improved so much on? I think I improved in like in my confidence and better on myself, and stop like worrying about the stuff that I can't control. And yeah, just I during the summer I, f I found my confidence again, and right now I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. What's the best part of your game that you feel most good about right now? Shooting and dribbling, defense, what? I would say shooting and defending right now, but there's a lot of things that I want to improve in my game. I don't want to just be that. I want to be more than that, you know, in the rebound event, like the offensive event, you know. You know it's going to be hard to get rebounds this year with all the people underneath, right? Yeah, I do know that, but we're still going there and fight for it. <laughs> awesome. So it's great, and uh, we look forward to seeing you a lot more out there this year. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. And that is going to be a wrap for Bulls Beat on a Wednesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow with some soccer interviews from today, along with some football and a preview of the women's soccer semifinal in the conference tournament. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.